0: Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss. You're listening to episode 156. So this episode, I thought, you know what? Let's just go out and randomly talk to somebody. And I mean randomly. So I tweeted out, uh, some of you might have saw it, some tweets and said, who wants to talk about board gaming and Kickstarter? So this episode, we're going to talk about a little bit about board gaming and Kickstarter. And the lucky winner is Tim.
1: Tim, how you doing? I am good. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Uh, So, Tim, I got to figure out. I got a Tim Sophos, Tim Duong, and Tim (laughs) Kim. Okay, which Tim is it? Is Duong. Okay, so you just you just got your name all over the place. Are those just different handles that you've used? Skype, Twitter.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Just random words I like, so I just kind of stick it to everything.
0: Perfect. Now, tell me. so our listeners know. Do you have a Kickstarter project?
1: I do not.
0: Why I not? Have... What what's holding <laughs> you up? September. <laughs> it's coming in September.
1: Oh uh, well, the Kickstarter is available to Canadians in September. So.
0: Got it. So is that what you're going to do? You'll wait till September, then you're going to launch your Kickstarter project on the Canadian platform. Uh,
1: most likely, uh, there's also uh, blind testing and what have you. So I just want to make sure that the game is ready for Kickstarter before I actually throw it out there.
0: Have you, have you blind-tested it? Has it been uh, play-tested?
1: A few times, yes. Uh, just not enough for me to be comfortable with kind of the release, so to speak.
0: So how long have you been working on this?
1: Uh, close to a year.
0: Really? So close to a year. So you must have been following Kickstarter for a while.
1: Oh, I have too many Kickstarter projects. I... Yeah, I love board games, so I live at Kickstarter, basically.
0: So what uh, what are some of the projects you've backed, some of your favorite?
1: Some of my favorites. Um, oh, I'm going to go on Kickstarter and look at my back history. <laughs> uh, currently, right now, I actually have a, a few that I'm really excited about. Uh, like what? Is Burning Suns is currently on Kickstarter at the moment. Okay, tell, us, really...
0: tell us about it. What's Burning Suns? What kind of category does it fall under under the board? I assume it's a board game.
1: Yes, it is a board game. Uh, it is a tactical sci-fi empire builder, so kind of like the Twilight Imperium genre. Ooh, uh,
0: I like the – I'm a sucker for space games.
1: Uh, I As am I. So it's uh, called
0: Burning Suns. All right. So yes. we, we got to tell people to go take a look at it. How are they doing? Uh,
1: they are on target, 39 days, uh, 40K as their goal, and they're at 26, so they'll
0: – not, hit that. not bad at all for us yeah. uh, old timers. We can look at that and just quickly say, "Yep, they're gonna they're gonna make it just fine." <laughs> yeah, and then
1: not- sci-fi. There's Neptune.
0: No, so tell me about Neptune.
1: Neptune is a trick-taking game, also sci-fi themed. Uh, so by a, a designer who's been on Kickstarter for a few times now. So I look forward to his games. What's, who's the designer? Uh, Jason Glover.
0: Okay, so Jason's so- got a game. And how's it doing
1: uh nine thousand out of a ten thousand goal with nine days to go, so probably he will hit that too.
0: he probably will now he's probably a little nervous, but he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> hit it, but he's probably a little nervous
1: i I've talked to him, and he's he's a little anxious he'd like to be over the over that threshold but I, uh
0: but you know what having just because you're over the threshold it 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 introduces a whole new set of worry and
1: angst yeah <laughs> it's true. The minute you have a Kickstarter up, it's it's nothing but thirty days of worry and angst, anyways, right?
0: It really is. It really, and it's amazing to watch uh, how some people go into it, not even aware of just how bad um, it's going to be, right?
1: And there's there's no reason for that. There's uh, honestly, especially for the board game community, there's so much information out there. Your podcast, James Matthews, doing a really good job of. He is. It's Caden. Um, I mean, there's there's. A world of people on Twitter, on Facebook, just dying to you know, share the knowledge.
0: So for those people who aren't familiar maybe with James, which should be a few, um, shouldn't be too many, but tell people about what James is doing.
1: Uh, I think the biggest thing that James really did for the community is uh, the Facebook page that he has running that kind of gives everybody, regardless of whether or not you want to be a board game designer, a platform to kind of just pitch ideas into – be a part of the i guess the process because a lot of designers a lot of indie designers come here and kind of just you know shoot the breeze give out an idea give out suggestions and then it's just a ton of feedback over 1300 members strong so it's just there's again a wealth of information to be had and a wealth of people to kind of give you advice and guide you
0: so if you're a board game designer or a board game designer want to be and you're looking at go to Kickstarter, you need to go out to Facebook and uh, request to join what's the pro, what's the group called?
1: Uh, Card and board game Designers Guild
0: Card and board gamers designer, Card, board game designers Guild. I am a member of that, um, even though I technically don't design board games. <laughs> uh, and uh, James and I have uh, known each other for a while. He's been doing great work. Um, who else is out there? So we've got James and we've got my podcast. Uh, oh, man. There's a ton. You're there's right.
1: a ton. Uh, JT from um, the GameCrafters, he's uh, more than willing to to share his knowledge. And, I mean, a lot of Kickstarters do actually use him as a, a prototype printer. So he, he knows a lot of designers who've been so through let, the ropes.
0: So let's tell our listeners, because most of them are probably aware, but some of them might not be, what's GameCrafter?
1: Uh, a print-on-demand website that kind of lets you – use your creativity and see a product in hand, um, as you, as you make it.
0: So if I'm a game designer, why would I be interested in Game Crafter?
1: It kind of gives you that extra edge. You know, you, you make obviously the first few prototypes you make is paper you print off and you cut by yourself and what have you. But once you get to the stage where like, especially for blind testers, you kind of want some art to kind of give you, give them an idea of what the game is going to look like. So you use him to kind of Make high-quality components but on a very, very small scale to kind of have that, uh, I guess, quality and worth to the game to kind of give it that professionalism.
0: And so – and that's exactly it. I know some people who aren't familiar with it might be scratching their heads saying, what is – what are they talking (laughs) about? That's a lot of jargon. Yeah, but Game Crafter is actually the ability basically – like you said, print-on-demand. Now I'm talking to the audience here. So if you have a game and you have components and things you need like wooden tokens, cards, or whatever, you can go out to GameCrafter.com, pick and choose. Okay, I want these cards and I want to do this and I want these tokens, and they'll actually make your game for you and ship it to you. Now, the cost per unit is fairly high if you've been looking at like manufacturing overseas and you're getting you know down to four or five dollars a copy to put a game together, but that's because you're printing up thousands of copies. Gamecrafter can p- pump out one copy at a time. The cost is a little high per unit compared, but like you just said, Tim, now you've got yourself a high quality prototype to put in the hands of some very influential people who can then talk about this before the project goes on to Kickstarter, right?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, and honestly, I think JT's making a lot of strides to kind of become a smaller publishing, uh, or a smaller group to go to for printing. Uh, he has bulk. Cost now for his items,
0: which I Uh, which I think is the future. I think the ability to do uh, micro print jobs—you know, three hundred units, five hundred units, twenty units—and then to be able to go on Kickstarter and say, "Okay, I just need to," you know, "I just need five hundred units, or four hundred units, or three hundred units," and then you have a way of actually fulfilling that. I think that's just an awesome way, and I think he's going to figure it out little by little by little and get it right
1: yes i I definitely see it um and I think uh because I have a video game background i f- I feel as though the board game industry is slowly creeping towards that indie vibe of um games who uh designers who really aren't looking for the the mass market monopoly you know big seller they just wanna you know get as many people as possible to enjoy their ideas, so you know two three hundred copies means two, 300 people who have your game in their living room. And a lot of people, a lot of designers, that's really all they really care about. And I think that's the future to see more design, more innovative uh, play with mechanics that um, the, the big boys really can't afford to risk.
0: Oh, I totally agree. You take an idea, you take a little independent, you drive it into a, a group of fanatic fans, 300 strong and boom, that builds your seed. And now when you come out the next one, it gets a little bigger, 500, 700. Instead, what's been happening up until this point, up until Game Crafter and what's been happening with them, you have to print up 2,500, 3,000, 5,000 copies. Well, the problem is, is that it's going to take you years, if that long or longer, to sell all those copies. And all that money is tied up in all that manufacturing and You know, if you need to make a change to the game, you need to change some components. You didn't quite get it right. Well, guess what? You got 3,000 copies to go through.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And honestly, I think there's a a misconception with especially early uh, designers to conceive of the number because video games is very prominent in our entertainment industry. So everybody thinks, oh, you know, 10,000 copies. That's easy. But in the board gaming industry, it's a completely different figure. like – you sell literally five hundred copies a year and you're you're good, you're golden, you can continue making you know, the next game and hopefully get another five hundred copies uh units a year. Or so so the numbers and the scaling of the board game industry versus what mainstream uh people think of the board game industry is is baffling.
0: It is. And Unfortunately, that causes – it's not just the video game guys coming in. It's uh, a lot of people come in and misunderstand just how baffling it is. And then that's when we see some of these disaster stories that pop up on Kickstarter where well-intended project owners (laughs) get over their head. And we're not going to talk about anybody. Um, (laughs) No. Right, because you just just never know what kind of doom could happen to you. Uh, Oh, cryptic. Um, No, I'm not being very cryptic. uh, (laughs) And if you've ever been to Atlanta, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay.
1: But, you know, they got saved. So it was a really good story. It was. It was a great story.
0: And And, uh, uh, it's the type of story that the board game industry is all about. Yeah. That community of helping each other. um, You know, it's really interesting to talk about to talk to other people outside the board game industry and to kind of start to open their eyes to what's going on here, how the board game industry is having such an impact on crowdfunding as a whole.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, video games does have its its def- big numbers, but I think the... Um, the board gameing has more steadiness to it. Like, a, yeah, I think tur- people have more confidence in a board game Kickstarter than they do in a video game Kickstarter. Because the video game Kickstarter takes so long to develop, you don't, you won't see a game for another year and a half, two years. Whereas in a board game, you wait six months, and something physical will come to your doors.
0: And some of these projects, they, they do them in such a way that they're kind of gambling, and you can get the, you can actually get the game sooner than six months. Because in some ways, they're like, okay. I don't really have the money, but I'm going to go ahead and put that order in, and we're going to get the manufacturing going because I anticipate we're going to raise the money on Kickstarter. And some of them roll those dice, and you, yeah. can, get, you can get that game just uh, a few months at, right after the, the project ends. But you're right. For a video game, it takes so long, and actually there's so little tangible that you get from that project. Yeah, you get a game, but it's not like you don't get to hold wooden pieces in your hand and like bite on them and go, yeah, 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 this is mine. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And, um, yeah, the, the analog feel of having three exactly. people around you, it's, it's definitely something that's, uh, catching on. And, um, being that I, I, I work in a game company, uh, a lot of the designers are actually board gamers. Um, and that's kind of one of the things I, I tell people who want to be designers, regardless of which medium it is, is board gaming is a medium where you as a designer can see your, your design come to life right in front of you. You don't need a coder. You don't need an artist. You honestly need paper, a uh, pencil, and scissors, and you can have a game in front of you.
0: <laughs> you sound like my eight-year-old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's it awesome. And then that's that's the other thing is uh, the the community is is so family friendly as well. There's there's <laughs> there's no real talk of violence and what have you in, in the board game world. Uh, so. Families gather around it. You, it's, it's a way for you to get your kid to sit down and, and play with you instead of giving them a control and having them play with the TV. So, I mean, that I think is, is the, new, the new family central core is board games to me.
0: You know, and it's interesting because I did a survey a while back to uh, my Facebook fans. I got about a 1,000 Facebook fans uh, for the Game Whisperer. And I asked them, you know, tell me your favorite memories of board gaming. And so many of them, it turned to their grandparents playing games with their grandparents uh whether it was you know board games or card games uh pinochle or bridge or cribbage or uh canasta king's corner all these different uh, games that they would play with their grandparents yeah you know and this is before cable tv and video games <laughs> i had some the other day so i'm t- i'm 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 talking to some colleagues and we're talking about um g- uh, what i was like in high school oh were you you know you know, whatever. And I said, no, I was just a, you know, just kid in the corner nerd. Uh, they're like, Oh, you're into computers. I was like, no, there weren't any, <laughs> there weren't any computers around They And then they, these were two women who looked at me and they said, so did, were you like hanging out with your game boy, just playing with your game boy, that type of thing. <laughs> and I said, there weren't even VCRs and uh. a stunned look on their faces. They, what do you mean? No VCRs. <laughs> I've never imagined a world without VCRs. And that's a, Ancient technology to them, and I predated that. No, we sat around and played pencil and paper and scissors, um, just like you said. But mostly it was like in the 70s. D&D had just come out, and so that was a lot. What kind of – Tim, what kind of games do you play?
1: Uh, board games?
0: Yeah, what kind of board game? Because you said you're a video game. Oh. I guess we're not going to talk about your video game company that you work for to make sure we maintain some separation.
1: <laughs> there. Um, board games, I mean I I love – mechanics uh, um, i'm a i'm big on theme but mechanics is what really um so what are makes some good, me excited
0: like what what are some good mechanics out there that you uh, like
1: alien frontiers rolling dice placing it to do resources like that to me i hate dice i hate dice with a passion but there's there's no such thing as a quote-unquote bad roll with a game like alien frontiers there's always something for you to do that, and that to me was really what drove like drove me to it when I was told that I was like, wait, 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 I get to roll dice because I love rolling dice and I can't just like, I can't hate my role. I can be disappointed a bit, but there's always something for me to do. There's always something for me to min-max. And I was like, this is, this is genius. Um,
0: That's a great one. Alien Frontiers. Cause it really did introduce that a, a bit of a new con- other company, other games have done it, but it really just made that central core of the mechanic of just rolling these dice and then using them almost as workers.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. And Worker
0: work t- replacement with dice. That was kinda yeah. cool.
1: It, that was that was I mean, honestly. And on and the other thing is I'm actually pretty young to the board game world. Um I'm only I've only really played board games for about a year and a half.
0: Okay. So new. Yeah. So
1: I'm 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 fairly new to the but I mean, I I I'm committed. I my collection is now like two hundred and twenty strong. So uh I, I love board games.
0: And it sounds like a lot of them are coming from Kickstarter.
1: Oh, I have, my, my backer history is literally – I think I have like 50-some-odd uh, backers, like back projects, right. back 61. 61. And uh, of those, 55 are from games, and of those, are probably 45 are board games.
0: Going a little crazy there. You know we're going to have to <laughs> set up <a> Kickstarter <laughs> Anonymous. Addiction. uh,
1: Um, Yeah, my friends are. would totally agree with. Totally agree with you. That's. But this. uh, Honestly, it's. Um. Again, I love to be able to sit down on a table and just have friends and you know shoot the breeze, talk, and then kind of connect with somebody.
0: It is. Uh, It's. It's kind of fun. Well, and and look, you know, board games brought us together up until uh, about sixteen minutes ago. You and I hadn't met. Well, we'd met kind of on Twitter. Um, yeah. You follow my Game Whisperer uh, uh, Twitter handle. I follow yours, your Tim Sophos one. Yes. Um, and uh, that's kind of how we met. And I made the call out, and uh, you saw the, the chance to say, hey, let's go talk about board games. Because who doesn't ever want to talk about board games?
1: Exactly. Well, Tim, I, I
0: certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, kind of share with us some of your insights on what's going on with Kickstarter and the board game space out there.
1: It was my pleasure. Anytime. Now you Thanks, go back to
0: it. go back to work and tell all your friends you're famous. <laughs>
1: That's right. I'm gonna tell Jason. Jason, I caught a shout out for you.
0: Yeah, hey, that works. We gotta get JT. Uh, you know what? I think we gotta get him on the show. Get
1: I think the- you do. I honestly, he's doing a a great job helping. Like myself, I'm. I've been with TG uh, with the Game crafters for. Ever since I honestly started playing board games, I've, as, as a designer, I, I wanted to start making board games. And he was the place where I was like, oh, my God, uh, I've, I've found my spot, and I've been there since. So.
0: Well, that's what we'll have to do. Well, Tim, it's late. It's past midnight because we were just up late doing, having some fun. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, we'll have to do this again.
1: Okay. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. This has been just kind of one of our random, let's call a friend episodes. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. It's been kind of inspire, inspiring. I know the gamecrafter is uh, truly inspiring what they've been doing and, the, and what they're contributing to the community. Thanks for listening. We're going to look for your Kickstarter project soon. Take care.